Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Future Film Podcast. This is your host here, Robert Fitzhugh. Very excited to introduce our next guest. A very interesting and entertaining chat with Mr. Carl Mullen. If people aren't familiar with Carl, Carl is a presenter on 2FM. He also has a show currently on the RT Real Player called Go Outside and Play, which is absolutely phenomenal. And he has a wonderful blog, uh, sorry, wonderful vlog, what am I talking about? The days we're in. And uh, this is uh, a conversation I had with Carl that was very entertaining and inspirational. And uh, if you're looking for an excuse to get out and make something, this chat is the chat that is going to make you get up off the couch and do it. Uh, very, very entertaining, very interesting guy. Um, I had a great time having the chat and I hope you have a great time listening to it. But before we get to that, uh, we, believe it or not, have a sponsor for the podcast. That's, yeah, we have a sponsor. Our sponsor is Dream Grip. Uh, Dream Grip is uh, your brand for smart filmmaking solutions. Uh, with Dream Grip, anyone can film like a pro, be it a filmmaker, a vlogger, or just if you want to broadcast in the comfort of your own home. The great thing about Dream Grip is how simple it is to use. Uh, all the accessories don't require you to have any previous kind of video or filmmaking experience. The best part is that you can mix and match and make the kind of shooting setup you want. So if you imagine a bit like Lego, you can take pieces from different rigs, add it together to create something that's just right for you. Uh, to celebrate um, the 2020 festival, which if you're listening to this will be, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, will be tomorrow, the 25th of January, uh, they are offering a 15% discount on all their products for the duration of the festival. So that's till the 28th of January. Uh, all you have to do is use the promo code DSFF2020. Uh, in their Amazon store and you'll get 15% discount on all their products. Um, so get shooting guys and remember Dream Grip is your brand for smart filming solutions. Uh, now on with the chat. Yeah Carl, uh, thanks very much for joining me on the show. How are you? Yeah, the very show, good. Thanks. The episode, sorry. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no worries. No well, worries. We're, in a, we're in a radio studio. So yeah, the minute I saw Mike live, I was like, thanks for joining me on the show <laughs> and over to you for the weather. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, thanks very much for, for having me on. Um, sorry, because we were having, just before we get into it and when we started talking about it, we were having a, a conversation just quickly there about phones and just just saying about the ecosystem that Apple kind of screws you into. Uh, it's torturous mm. uh, to drag you into that world and the quality... I think the quality of the phone is worth it to a degree. I mean, I the minute I started shooting on my iPhone 11 versus my other phone, I was like, everything's amazing. Using, you know, LumaFusion, LumaTouch, yeah. using them is leaps and bounds ahead mm. of everything else. But at the same time, I spent a lot of money on the phone and within two days, I was like, now I have to spend a lot of money on a laptop. Yeah. And they're just, it's it's brutal. That's the thing with the whole Apple Apple ecosystem, I find. Like, if you're into it, like you are going to have the most seamless, wonderful experience. But the problem is, is if you, you can't half buy into it. Like no. I, I, I got an iPhone a few years ago. I was always traditionally Android and then I got an iPhone because I was like, I'm going to try this out. And I had it for a couple of years and I was just sick of not being able to like, you know, quickly send a photo from my phone across to another app or if you have like a, a normal laptop, like getting things off an iPhone is like trying to crack the Enigma code. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they really don't make it easy That's... and... I genuinely felt that I was being punished. Yeah, like you were like you you're you're only you've only put one toe in the water unless mm -hmm. you're going to dive in. Yeah, and then suddenly you're like, we well, you don't have enough storage. I got to pay for more storage. I got to start paying for stuff. So there's a there's a down and kind of dirty scruffy thing with Android where you can kind of link stuff together and make it work for you. But with Apple, it's all in. And I use both, and I I find that I I now there's a line in the middle, and my Android is just for social media stuff. Okay, and I don't really use it for anything else other than that. Like I feel like I'm kind of. Uh, 
Android probably suits me because I'm quite scatty and I'm not very organised. And yeah, I, would, I think yeah. <laughs> the fact that Android kind of just lets me like, yeah. you know, be like, yeah, whatever, I can throw this onto this app or I can, you know, get this from somewhere else at a different stage. Whereas like with iPhone, I know a lot of people with iPhones and if you know how to get the most out of it, like they're unbeatable. But I'm yeah. just not organised enough. I, well, this is what I'm going to talk to you about because you seem, uh, with the stuff that you do, your videos, you seem more organised and that's what I want to talk to you about because my phones are littered with abandoned vlogs and stuff like that mm-hmm. that I started that I put a lot of effort into like I walked the dog I shot mm-hmm. a video where I was walking the dog and uh, it's uh, it's six different walks edited together over the course of three weeks or, I can't use it now because I started when he was a puppy and he's <laughs> full grown it doesn't make any sense but it's all this stuff where I'll do this I'll do that I'll add this in so that was one of the things that was really interesting because I know from watching your stuff and from particularly we'll get to your the show on the real player later on go outside and play but the um organization because um, oh actually I was watching your videos with my girlfriend and I was saying like yeah he would have had to get off his bike go up the road to record that mm. cycle around the corner so I was just curious like you set yourself a goal of doing more kind of vlogs and doing more kind of stuff but they seem to be incredibly complex how much planning goes into that well funny enough actually probably um I probably created a lot more work for myself when I first I decided I, it was so funny right because I started doing uh, my job in radio and I thought radio, 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 radio. And I'd always been interested in photos and videos and technology and all of that but I'd never thought of myself as like getting into like any form of video content. Um, And then one day I for whatever reason came across a Casey Neistat vlog mm-hmm. on YouTube. You know when you're going through the black hole on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I was I don't know. I was looking at videos of boats crashing you're in the weeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, and parrots then... fighting with donkeys. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you're like, so entertaining. It really is. <laughs> that what parrot a... really does. He's good. <laughs> what an age we live in. Or that guy when he punches the kangaroo. I yeah. mean, just unbelievable. But uh, I came across a video of Casey Neistat, and I don't know what it was, but I was just transfixed with it because. I couldn't believe that someone could like could tell a story so well and visually make it so entertaining. Yet like if you watch a lot of Casey Neistat vlogs, a lot of the time there's no story. It's nothing massively it's not interesting. About anything. Yeah, it's he, just cut together in a way that Yeah, and he just manages to make a story out of almost nothing. And I got really fascinated with this. So I decided I want to start a vlog so of course I you know got myself a camera and you know I got myself a, a microphone and I had the laptop and I c- kind of just decided right okay let's give this a go but when I say about creating more work for myself I at the very beginning anyway was like I'm just going to start recording everything that goes on and then you kind of very quickly realise when it comes to editing you're like going well I do need to start a middle, middle and an end. end and if you don't have that then it makes it really hard because you have to start kind of finding okay where's my start where's my middle where's my end or you inevitably end up going out and shooting more footage to Again. turn that into your start middle and end and that happened to me a few times and I kind of feel like what I love about like online uh, nowadays and you know vlogging is that like a lot of the time it is it feels very organic and I think you don't want to lose that you don't yeah. the reason why people love watching a vlog is because it doesn't look like the super polished you know production that you see on TV it feels more authentic but you also need to get that fine balance between like you know and what your plan is in your head and I suppose I did nine videos over the course of a few weeks and by the time it came around to the last one I was like okay before I even went out it was like even if I had a few, a lot of times for me, it's literally having like, you know, a page going, okay, this is where this is going. 
like so to use an example like we'd use the, you did a video about the beast in the east right yes did you hear there was a storm coming and say I'm going to do a video or the, sorry, I was only thinking about this recently enough the timing of that beast from the east was unbelievable because I had literally just decided I wanted to start vlogging and actually looking back now I'm so glad I was because it was this like really significant national event yeah and I just so happened to have been interested in vlogging at the time so I managed to capture all of it but uh, say now with the beast from the east even that was very much that was towards the start of it and I literally filmed yeah. everything and it meant even from a practical point of view ingesting that footage and watching it all through yeah it takes so long and then deciding what's of value from it exactly is a nightmare yeah like I've loads of stuff from that video like that I never ended up using so that was another classic case of probably shooting overshooting but then I suppose I was lucky in that I was able to kind of salvage it in the edit and make something yeah. of it and then you go back and you film your dialogue which is the spine that kind of goes through it and then you can kind of mix and match but you've got these you've got these really cool edits where you're like you're watching the footage on the computer in the edit bay and then it comes out and it feels like that's something that you've pre-thought ahead and you're like kind of oh this is a cool transition and I was like did he plan this all out it seems like it's meticulously constructed and I would love to say that it was but it really <laughs> wasn't like I mean and especially say with the light and that's where it comes to the importance of having kind of a start, a middle and an end because with that Beast from the East um, video, it was kind of, I had all of this footage and then it was like, but hang on, I've no way of linking it all together and that's yeah. why I was like, well, how do I go about this? And then that was where I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to literally like kind of jump in and out of it where I'm showing the footage, kind of me editing the footage and it's me doing a bit of a narration as to like, and then this happened and then this, we went to here and that's kind of the beauty as well of online video making there's no rules really yeah and that's I, I agree there's no it's, everything goes out the window and it becomes more about kind of making something that's just engaging and yeah. like with people's attention spans being so poor like I would your stuff is like can be up of north of 10 minutes yeah. and it's 10 minutes that flies by which is unfortunate because you have to kind of construct in a way that's like cut 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 yeah but it makes it very very engaging but it's a lot of work on the back end I would imagine to have to kind of assemble all this stuff yeah it is a lot of work and I suppose like looking back on it like uh, and uh, like most people I would be very critical of myself and when I was doing all of that I was kind of constantly comparing myself to all of these creators that you see online like the Dan Mace who's incredible or the Casey Neistat's or the uh, Peter McKinnon's and you're looking at their stuff going, oh my God, people are going to look at this and think I'm such an amateur. Because I was making it up as I went along. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like... Which they probably were as well. And that's the thing that I've started to learn. Yeah. Everyone's making, Just making it, up. it up. Yeah. Everyone's making it up as they go along. No one actually... You can have a general idea of what you want something to be or what you want to do. But like, a lot of the time you're finding it all out as you go. And that's why if... I This year I definitely want to do another, I suppose I'll call it a season of the vlog because I learned so much doing it and I kind of the reason why I would like to do it again this year is because I've learned that that you do need to have even a, a, a general idea of your start your middle and your end and like loads of things can happen in between and that might change and your end yeah. might change but it's like a documentary almost where you start out with a bunch of footage but you have an idea and maybe that footage will change over time and you exactly. something totally different yeah but like how many like for you've done how many so far have you done for your I've in terms of my own vlog yeah. I did like nine videos on YouTube and then I kind of then it, funnily enough it ended up I, I started vlogging myself outside of work and it actually led then to me getting a job in RTE 
as a content creator people saw it and they were setting up a new section in RT called The Lab which is all about online content yeah. creation for young people and they said we think you'd be really good for this so it, me just doing something as a hobby ended up actually you know turning me in a very different direction in my career so it was very worthwhile and it's funny because I always find that sometimes people set out to be like I'm going to become successful at this by doing this and inevitably it's the people who really shine at it are the people are like well I just really love doing it and I gave it a shot and it led from one thing to the other like and yeah and it is It's and I was kind of um, I don't think I even realised it until probably a year afterwards it, you know sometimes you just get caught up in life and things are happening and then I kind of stopped and I was like wow I went like in the space of a year to recording a vlog on my camera not really knowing what I was doing to like recording a you know a, a, a mini player series for RTE and I, I kind of that's what the point I was like wow actually that really led to something you know but I would love to do more of it but it takes time oh, and yeah. I haven't really had the time so most of my kind of personal like kind of creation at the moment is through the likes of Instagram because it's so short and it's very very easy but I do love that like kind of uh, more crafted stuff yeah, as well yeah because that's what I was curious about because when you, you that's why I was curious about your planning because say if you use the beast and the east again you're where do you where do you draw the line between I can just put all this on Instagram and do small snippet videos or I can you know record it specifically for I'm 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 using this material specifically for a blog because the temptation is just to be like I'm in my car I'll just record 15 seconds and yeah that's to be honest with you as well a problem that I really have is that like you might go out to do something say if I go out if, uh, about a month ago I decided to go out and uh, film the I I just had this hankering to go and try and get a shot of the sunrise with the drone up by Loch Tay in yeah. uh, the Wicklow Mountains it's just a gorgeous spot I had a day off and I was like you know what this will be great and it's great as well at this time of year as well because the sunrise is so late in the day so I decided right I'll go up the Wicklow Mountains and I'll try and uh, get a shot of the um, of the sunrise but then the problem is then the temptation is oh well I could you know maybe do a few bits for Instagram with this and then all of a sudden something that probably should take you an hour takes you two or three and then it's not even the like what I tend to do as well is when I'm out I'll be like okay I'll record it on my phone and then I'll just worry about it later on and then I'll put it up but then you get home and you spend like two hours going through the stuff and fiddling through it like I because I, I would be I'd be a devil for like I'm just recording random footage yeah. on the off chance that I can use it somewhere down the line so mm. even if my dog does something cute I'd be like because I'm still in my mind I'm still going to finish this mammoth vlog that yeah. so I'll just record them and I'll use it somewhere else and all I'm doing is stockpiling footage yeah. which is just making it less likely that I will put it together into something because I'm like well that's just more editing I'll it's such a do. huge task and to yeah, go yeah. through all of it yeah but um, no it's just it's it's it's. but I'd imagine that once you start doing it because that's what a lot of people, a lot of people I talk to, a lot of people I talk to would share the same sentiment where they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to do it because it look crap or it won't be as good as such and such. And people will think it's like a, a copy or whatever. But again, the people that you're in your circle are generally the people you're talking to, not necessarily the world, like say Casey Neistat. So it's important to kind of get out and just do it. And even if it is garbage by your perspective chances are somebody else can be like that's amazing a lot of the time as well I find you you might do something and really think it's it's probably a really inherently Irish thing yeah. but like we really like we're very self-deprecating and you know you might do something and I remember like when I was putting out the videos like making the vlogs I was like ah, you know they're grand but like I suppose if I'm learning something then it's worthwhile but now I look back on them like they're actually I'm actually quite happy with them like technically and you know of course there's things I'd like to improve but I'm like I'm actually pretty proud of them. Like, I'm pretty happy looking back at them and they're a nice thing to have. But, like, I learned so much, but actually looking back, you're going, 
actually they weren't as bad as I thought at the time no and I mean like it was, so you know your intro one that you first me did which is about you like yeah. that even technically you you can see you've come on in terms of the type of video you're shooting where you're shooting how you're shooting the quicker the faster the edits yeah. linking it with music and stuff like that but the first one you did is to if I, you you might look at it and go well, that's not as good as the other ones but to me I was like well that's incredible like okay well, thank um, you yeah I know good. and uh, I was only paid that's 10, ten euro when you yes just thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no it's incredible do you have was, Revolut I, I do actually I've made sure I've covered all bases as well I have actually have a swipe card machine <laughs> yeah. here just in case no but it's uh, it's just incredible that you it's just the way I suppose it's the Irish thing as well but I suppose it's for people who, who make anything they look at everything and they think it's garbage Mm. And then they're uh, and then they're like, well, and then you come to a point. The real debilitating thing is if you spend a lot of time in it, and then you don't want to show it to anyone. Yes. And you're like, oh, it's so bad. And then somebody else won't see half the stuff you see. I always use this example. Like the first thing I ever did was a uh, a short film I made, and um, it was a time travel movie, and it was my opus. Do you know what I mean? And I sat down and I wrote, shot, edited did the catering did everything right it took me a year and when it was finished I didn't want to show it to anyone okay and I, and people had worked on it with me and I sat on it for a year and it was like 20 minutes long and there's no dialogue and I thought this is in my mind it was genius but no one will understand it you know you'll yeah. never get it and then about four years later or five years later I found it and I was like looking at it from a different perspective and I was like well there's some nice shots here mm. so I went in and I at the time that I made it I was 20 minutes said to the cap there's no no way I can spare anything out of that but I suppose with the mindset and the way people are consuming stuff I got it down to three and a half minutes and I could cut another well. minute out of that but I suppose and, I, and now I look at it and I go what's well, alright like yeah. you know what I mean because I've made other stuff since so I mean there's value to that I remember I learned so much on that there's also as well sometimes there's a, a, a real problem with becoming too close to something and like I often would, would do that I might be editing something and I'm like do you know what? I'm actually too close to this now and I, I will just move on to something completely different because you just need a bit of distance because you can come back at it with a completely different perspective because say for example you know you might have a shot in something and you associate the fact that like you know you had to get up at five in the morning to get this shot and it took you X amount of time you were freezing while you were doing it but it might not be a great shot, but because you have that emotional connection to it, yeah. you feel like, oh, I have, it has to stay in. But then you spend a couple of days and you have a bit more distance from it and you're like, well, no one cares about yeah. the fact that I get up at that time. So, more to fool me. Like. <laughs> exactly. What, like, does it really matter or does it enhance the story? And yeah. it's the same with, with a lot of things. You just kind of, you can become too close to them to the point as well where you think, oh, it's no good. And then you show it to someone they're like, this is brilliant. And then, and then as soon I find as well as someone kind of, says this is really interesting then you can look at it in a completely different light as well because you're not in that super negative headspace of oh, oh it's, it's awful people are going to hate <laughs> yeah, it oh my god. god you just have to panic uh, I'm actually sort of the opposite so if I go someone goes really good and I go <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know anything no your taste has yeah. gone down <laughs> in my in my thing but yeah it's just funny because a lot of times with the stuff that because I work a lot with first time filmmakers and they want to and the reason that they the reason they want to get involved with filmmaking is because like actually a question I did have before I go down that road is you're saying you went out and bought a camera I know that you when you were younger you played around with cameras but yeah. the stuff you're doing now did you just go out and buy a camera had you been playing around with stuff before or? so uh, like when we were like my, my I have two sisters and when we were kids like we used to we had like a like a, whatever it was what was the mini DV camera or something like that and we used to always make these like stupid videos where we pretend we were like reporters like at the Oscars and you yeah. know things that you do when you're kids sure uh, when you're a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're sure. a kid yeah. at 29 years of age yeah. uh, but you know we would have done all of that kind of stuff and I was always interested in it was probably photography mainly and then you know just by the very nature of like you know 
camera phones getting so much better and having all of that in your pocket i became more interested in video and then actually the big changing point for me with video came with i bought a gopro i bought a gopro hero silver hero 4 silver which was the back um probably about 2015 and I don't know why actually I got this like real hankering to own a GoPro I think just it's, another YouTube video you came across I just or... thought like oh this is going to make me look so cool yeah. and I bought it but I think the fact is the fact that the GoPro was so small and it was so portable and it was relatively easy to use it may, it just meant that I used it all the time and I went on holidays um, with my mates we did a kind of a road trip down the west coast of America and the GoPro was brilliant because the great thing about a GoPro is it's so small, you can point it at anything and know that it's filming it. So you're able to film things, but not miss out on the experience. So like I, we might be, you know, uh, we were in Yosemite National Park and you're taking in everything around you. But like I had the GoPro film, but I didn't have, didn't have my head stuck in the GoPro. Yeah, you're not. You know, it's just going and then you'll see what you get. I'm assuming, did this have the screen at the time? It had the screen yeah, at the time. Yeah. And you just kind of leave it and see what you get. Like, a- Yeah, and it then meant that like I had all of this footage and I put together a video um, and it was just a lovely thing to have. And from that point onwards, I kind of think I saw the value even from a personal point of view of like learning to shoot and to edit and to have something, even if it's just to have for yourself things for yourself yeah. you know and then it kind of just kept progressing from there where I just got more and more interested in it and you start to see things that other people are doing going oh that's a cool edit I like the way they they shot that and it just kind of spiraled from there yeah because I was because when I say I work with a lot of first time filmmakers and the reason that they are so interested in filmmaking is because they might like you're saying they might have thought yeah I really want to make films and then someone puts a camera in front of them and they go nah yeah I couldn't tell you but with a phone they're like well I use it all the time and they'll take a run at it. Do you know what I mean? And mm. maybe, maybe they might, might, it might work for them. But a lot of people, like I know a guy, uh, and he, he's, under, he's after making a documentary because he he took a run at it, and he he just he had that kind of hankering to make something, and yep. the phone was an accessible way for him to do it. But I'm like I'm in terms of like I'm so lazy now in terms of workflow stuff that like when you say GoPro, I'm thinking, well, I gotta take that card out of my GoPro, <laughs> I gotta put it on my computer. So I try to keep everything on onto a single device, which is good and bad. At the moment it's okay. It's getting better. It's but getting way I mean? better. It's but like if you like even for stuff like podcasts, I bought a massive mic and I was like, great, but now I have to record it into my computer and take it off my computer. And I was like, I'll just do everything on my phone. But it's just interesting that like you just can go out. So when you went out after the GoPro, you went out and you bought a camera and then you were just like, I'm going to teach myself this or you just learn on the fly. So luckily for me, um, I, I did a, a degree uh, in, and it was to try and get into doing radio, but it was called Creative Digital Media. It was an IT talent. So part of it, like it was a very practically based course. So we had to do a bit of video work. So I had a background in it in that sense. Now, it was never my focus in college, but I suppose I, I did have a, a bit of a background in it. But I'd never gone and made anything myself. So I decided, you know, I want to go and get a camera. It was around the time of my birthday. So, you know, you kind of say, oh, I'll buy myself something nice for my birthday. So I bought a pan. Well, the other problem as well, I don't know if you have this. I decided I want to buy some form of a gadget and I could spend months researching what one would I get? Because there's so much choice now. Uh, and then you decide on what you want and then it's like, where can I get it for the cheapest? Where's the best offer? Yeah. And you just, by the time it actually comes around to buying it, like there's a newer version. Yeah, new version's then. gone. You're you're looking, you're still looking at a PlayStation 2 and yeah. a PlayStation 4 and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it took me ages to decide on what to buy. But in terms of what my budget was, I decided on a Panasonic Lumix G80 is the name of it. And it's still a great camera. And I loved it because like in terms of vlogging, you know, you've got a, a 
the screen rotates around so you can see yourself in shot um you know it's got onboard stabilization you can plug a microphone into it so for me i was like right that's perfect that'll do the job and that was kind of that yeah i just but as soon as i had the camera I was like right okay i need to start making stuff and then you just start using it and as you use it you're like well okay well that didn't work or this doesn't work i'll know that in future because it's probably better off just to roll up your sleeves and because like i like yourself i studied film and everything but i found that just by picking up my camera and diving straight into it and stuff didn't work out and stuff yep. did work out and i was like well next time i won't do that but there's always a next time do you know what i mean yeah it's only a problem if there's no next time and you're kind of like uh, but we we get um the odd time uh like transition year students come into us in rte and they ask you know questions about how did you get into this and I honestly, and I mean this, I learned 98% of what I know in terms of video making by doing things myself and through YouTube. Yeah. Like, it's like a degree is a piece of paper. If you want to go and make these things, like, a degree is not what you need to do. If you, you just need to get. Yeah, I mean like there's a value to having the credential but it's it, it. a lot of people will be like well I have a degree and I've studied it but have you made much stuff no not really exactly and, and you're like it's you need to go and make stuff and that's how you learn and that's how you how you improve your craft like with anything you know and the, the, again I'm such a Casey Neistat fanboy but there's a Casey Neistat line in a he's a video called Do What You Can't if you ever want to be inspired about yeah. making videos um it's the, the whole video is about like being a creator and how like we live in such an exciting time to be a creator but there's a line in it and he says when you're a creator all you need is a phone an internet connection and a good idea and that's the truth of it like you yeah. don't need a massive qualification it doesn't matter if you understand you know what the aperture is on a camera or what ISO is or it doesn't matter like put your put it in full auto I shoot in full auto most of the time you know and it's it's all about the idea no one cares when they're watching it about what settings you had or whether you understand this if you have a good idea then that's all that matters I mean regardless of what format you're in because this we're always talking about with students is like story and I remember we did a I did a discussion once and that a question people people kept talking because I'm dealing with phones people kept talking about the limitations well your phone can't do why phone can't do and we were in a panel and everyone just kept going but what, what's your story about mm. and they were just talking about the text and specs and then a lot of times especially with filmmakers and stuff they're like um you're not making a film for some other filmmaker. So you're making a film for an audience. Yep. And like a filmmaker might go, well, you know, there's too much grain in that shot or whatever, but the audience isn't going to know. Like Most they're just going to enjoy care. it as long as it's cut together and an engaging start and middle and an end. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. And then it also depends a lot on where that stuff is being shown. But I mean, I think people have become more forgiving and more used to specific styles and stuff like that. And there's a charm to a kind of a rough and ready vibe to it that people kind of really enjoy. It's more real life. And there's the context as well in terms of how you're viewing it. Like, you know, if you went to the cinema and you paid, you know, 15 euro for a ticket and it was shot on the phone and it looks, you know, only okay, you might be like, meh. All right, I probably would have expected more. But if you come across something in your Instagram feed or if you're browsing YouTube, like that's it hasn't cost you anything. There's no expectation yeah, there. Yeah. You know, you're kind of just there to kill a bit of time, maybe to get a bit of inspiration. So like people exactly like when you say audiences are so much more forgiving because even now the context in which we consume content they, it's totally changed it's, and it's all and, and that's what I find and sometimes I come across these people and they're really you know what I mean they're like they're 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 testing a shot or something and, they go, and there's a lot to be said for like getting it right but they're like I was like what are you doing I was for a YouTube video I was like yeah but like 
you know what I mean you're slaving over one thing for four hours yeah. you know what I mean and in the end your audience isn't going to know necessarily notice the, 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 the level of attention you're giving it you know what I mean which is not to say you shouldn't give it attention but it w- not to the point where it becomes debilitating and prevents you from doing stuff because you're like it's got to be just perfect it's like no it's just got to be done and you, you'll work out perfection as you go over like, time yeah. that's it's something I, I still am really working on is like you know I might come to taking a photo or uh, making a video and I'm going oh no like it's not great like you know I, I might give it another go and you just kind of think to yourself do you know what like th- like I'm I'm uh, even on the micro level of like an Instagram story and if I don't like how it looks or how it's how it's been delivered I might be like oh no I need to do that again and you're like this thing is going to be gone in 24 hours it doesn't matter yeah you know so that's and I never think about the time frame it's going to be gone people will just most people just be like meh <laughs> exactly it's like most people are just going to tap past uh, it and not even watch it you know and that's the thing is like if you do it and even if you look back and you're going that could have been better Grant you've learned what you needed to learn do you know yeah, but like true. you've still entertained a couple of people with it so great I get real stressed out doing it because I spend hours because I'm at this thing well I don't really like put, talking too much on camera trying to get better at it but when I do I'm like right well I got to subtitle these and then I got to go in subtitle then I got to go do all the subtitles and then I'm like what are you doing Hell. and then I start adding in edits and cuts and you're like it's going to be gone yeah. <laughs> what are you doing like four hours later like the one thing I will say about subtitling movies is like we have landed on the moon yet we can't create a piece ah. of software that makes it easy to subtitle videos. It is the most time-consuming. It doesn't make sense because I could do it on my phone oh. in ten in like five minutes. I can go in and I can edit. There's an, a really good app for iOS called Mixed Caption, right? You go in and you can edit really fast. But I'm doing work for uh, a person at the moment and I have to uh, do different languages and subtitles. And I was like, surely I can just, and they're like, nope. Yep. And then you can, like, oh, you can, and there's this cumbersome way you can take the files off YouTube and you can dump them up. It doesn't look right. So you actually have to copy and paste line by if, line into is, a video and you're it, like Premiere Pro like if you're listening yeah yeah for God's sake sort it out like you know <laughs> and I know there's there, there, there's other ways of um, there's something called this very boring like closed captions and open captions and stuff like yeah. that but like they look crap so like yeah, if you that's want what you end that up looks... with this weird kind of line that moves up one at a time it's very hard to read so if you yeah. want it done traditionally and I, I couldn't believe it because I was working with an editor and I was like surely we're on the internet for ages like no yeah. you still have to copy and paste it I can order a latte from my kettle across the room or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> but I still have to get copy and paste stuff in it's just bizarre yeah. But uh, and it's something that everybody needs as well because you know you're as I said people are screaming through stuff and you're trying to get people's attention so subtitles yeah. I think is really important but I do it a lot on my phone but I slave over it yes for disposable content exactly it's just and I suppose again and it's all part of the learning process and you start to realise like what's worth putting the time into and what's not you know look if you had all the time in the world of course everyone would want their stuff to be perfect but we don't all have the time all the time in the world and you know it doesn't matter it's yeah. okay that it's not perfect. It's grand. Yeah. You, give me, you give me a reason to finish that vlog <laughs> I started two years ago at this stage. So just uh, in terms of for Go Outside and Play, like that was an idea that came to you and said, hey, do you want to host this? So uh, so when I did the vlog and then in RTE, they approached me about joining this area called The Lab. So The Lab is all about making short kind of online content for 18 to 34 year olds that's kind of you know in and around the the target audience and it's all experimental and it's about trying new formats and if they work then great then they might go on to do other things Um, and so I had joined the lab and in my own life anyway I love I think we are like ridiculously lucky to live in a country like Ireland because like we have some incredible scenery and like most of the time no matter where you are in the country it's like a couple of hours drive away like I think of it in the context of like someone who lives in the absolute, you know, back arse of the States, let's say. Yeah. And 
for them to go and see the sea they might have to drive like for a day or two whereas like with us we could like go and climb Crowpatrick in the morning and swim like in Dunleary in it's the evening it's funny though because it's all relative in the sense that uh, you're like do you want to go down and climb Crowpatrick it's like oh, it's two and a half <laughs> hours away it. yeah that's miles <laughs> and then like I, I lived in Canada before and guys were commuting three and a half hours to work yeah so it's all relative to scale but yeah. you're like Jeez, I would love to but I'm so busy yeah. like, I'm just like, so much yeah. I have to finish writing these captions yeah. in this video <laughs> but I that was my thing I, I I love kind of the outdoors and taking pictures of the outdoors and all that so I kind of from that said we really should do like a, a series kind of showing off how great Ireland is and that was like I purposely wanted it to be a super simple format which is like here's a place that's worth going to see you should really go and see it Yeah. and it was pretty much showing off these places in the context of you know, you, you have all of these accounts like that share these uh, incredible photos of places on Instagram. And it was kind of in the context of that. I was like, okay, well, if you think that that looks cool, well, go and see it. And the other thing that was important to us and part of what we do in the lab and RTE is kind of showing as well how like production models are completely changing. So like, you know, traditionally to make TV you would have had massive crews, big yeah. budgets, whereas we decided, no, do you know, like we're going to do this like really scaled down. So, I mean, it was myself um, a really talented cameraman called Gar Cleary who did most of the shooting um, of, of everything really and then we had another guy uh, Sam who kind of just helped like you know carrying around you know tripods and he was just there kind of just to give a hand with whatever and it was it that was it it was three of us made the thing who was doing the drone stuff Gar okay, yeah. Gar, Gar did everything he yeah, was yeah. unbelievable um, but you know that was kind of that and look it's they're, they're six you know minutes long each you know so obviously if you wanted to do something that was 30, 40 minutes long, yeah, of course you'd need more people. But it just showed that like it's completely changing. The game has it's, completely changed. And how long was that to shoot each one? Like were you... A day like for each one. And that included like, you know, climbing up the mountains. We kind of shot it as we went along. Like you that did, was... Like you knew the route you were going on yeah. sort of stuff and then you just kind of pieced it together and... and we pieced it together and we kind of had like we'd obviously done our research when we went to places. So we knew like say for example with... Uh, we went to a place called Three Castle Head in West Cork so we knew the history behind it so we knew like right okay we're going to have to shoot a piece where we're talking about the history and all of that but it was a case of we got out of the car and was like right let's start walking and then Gar would be like right Carl let's do this bit now here because yeah, I remember specifically when I don't know which one it is where you walk through someone's field to yeah, get to a thing Castle Head, yeah. and you got to pay the money and thing and then you have a shot of the box and I was like well I mean did they decide halfway through the field that you said that line and then you got to go back and get a shot of the box or was it something that you thought in advance of and just say that's kind of the beauty of people who know how to shoot and to edit because you're always thinking of the edit yeah. in your head and again with Gar like super talented guy and he would shoot and edit all the time so as soon as I'm talking about box he's like right I need a shot of the box and obviously as well like people who, who do this all the time they know even if they don't edit they know what editors look for mm -hmm. and it, it, like that's the thing as well it's it's so quick like that didn't delay us at all but it was just a really quick thought it's like right we need a shot of the box and that's from editing and editing and that's yeah. the value of editing your own stuff as well is you learn straight away like unless exactly. he was cursing you every time you said something he's like oh, yeah. go get a shot, shot of that. that and then there's this really nice cave just over this cliff yeah. and he's like you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no it was great and the, the, the show is really good and it serves that purpose because I live right next to Glenlock and I remember we were, I was watching my girlfriend and she was like well that's not Glenlock I was like we walked that almost every Saturday that is the same place we, like, we were really blessed when we recorded we filmed that in April last year and I do not know, but we had 
two of the most glorious weeks known yeah. to man like just to, to film it like we're hoping to do a second series and already I'm like oh, there's no way we'll get that lucky with the weather because Ireland when the weather is good is, is glorious like, that's what we were saying we were watching it was like it's an amazing place but you gotta get that two to three day window yeah. where it's perfect and it, it looks incredible like yeah. but um, no that because the show served that purpose because I that lake in Waterford I've seen on Instagram and I thought know, where yeah. is that lake I want to go to that lake I want to go to that lake and then I just went like kept on living my life <laughs> and then, you know what I mean yeah. so those things were like amazing for about 40 all the endorphins are flying I was like I gotta go there and then it's moved on oh it's yeah. but like that show really really took that and said well now I want to go and we were having discussions because you get to see how narrow one man's path is in in Donegal, in Donegal. In you get to see league. how narrow that is and I was like well now I have to do that oh my god the photos don't do that just as a video of it is it absolutely the photos don't do just because what happened was when we were researching the show we were going to Schlieve League and you're obviously always looking for like you know what would be an interesting angle or what would be an interesting story to tell when we get here and we saw this thing one man's pass and uh, we thought this is class this looks unbelievable from the photos and it looked really dramatic and you know it was going to be amazing and then it came to like we walked all the way up and then we because there's no signs for it and we realised quite quickly why there's no signs because you shouldn't be going <laughs> just there just that skull basically. and crossbones you're like I'm oh sure be fine. my god and we got there and I had walked up and Gar the cameraman was further down kind of filming and I got to the bottom of it and it was one of these moments where you're having this internal dialogue and I was like, okay, well, one, this is absolutely insane because to the left was a drop of like 600 odd metres. To the right was a drop of like maybe 100 metres. So you're kind of going, right, well, if I'm going, I hope I go to the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come but on. then in my head, I was kind of thinking, it's, a, it's it, just to describe it, it's like this kind of rocky ridge that like, if it wasn't so high up, of course would be very easy to walk over. But you're very high up. And I had this thought in my head of, well, if I'm this scared now, if I start this and then I absolutely cack myself halfway, there's like no turning back. I'll be frozen. And I was like, they're going to literally have to call the Coast Guard and to winch me down. off the yeah, thing. Yeah. And then again, having RT attached to that was like not a good <laughs> yeah, look yeah, yeah, you know the headline there Carl oh, I've, you know, dragged from one man's past oh, <laughs> so I just was like do you know what I actually have no shame in backing out of this because it was terrifying and it was like it's it's dangerous like it is dangerous off the strength of that I'm in I'm in Donegal in three weeks time or something and we're going to do it off the strength of the show because we watched and we're like we have to do that we're, oh. we're down there we have to like well I, I, I love to see when you because it is one of those incredible places incredible yeah. places but like if you manage to do it you're no, I'm going to do it I'm going to bring a load of nappies so yeah. it should be fine and I'm going to try and fly a drone and videotape myself at the same time on top. that was actually the yeah. funny thing because I was at the bottom of and even at the bottom of one man's pass is terrifying and uh, I I was so scared right if you actually look really closely at the footage you'll see I've hooked my foot underneath a rock because I was like if a gust of wind comes I want something some forward form of leverage to stop me going over the side but then the problem was and you see it in the episode I say to the lads I'm like I'm, I'm too scared I can't do it but then Gar was like alright we just wait there. Just need to get some shots with the drone. So you have to kind of hang out. And, wait and there's for no such thing as like quickly getting anything with a drone. Like drones take time. So I was like ten minutes there with like Gar going <laughs> with the drone taking the shots. It was like Gar, please can we like just yeah have we got enough yeah, yet? Yeah. Like you know oh god I've never been more glad to get to the bottom. Well of you'll have to do more now in a in a couple of weeks time. Whenever you start up season two, you can find more debt to find places yeah, yeah, uh, to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's perfect. Thanks so much for kind of chatting to me and and uh, and I'm really interested. Actually, one more thing before you, you recently got a drone. 
Because yes. I was going to buy a drone. And yeah. do you recommend buying a drone? I actually, funnily enough, uh, only yesterday, my girlfriend doesn't even know this yet, just bought a new drone. No. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. This I, whole room is full of drones. We're going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've bought multiple drones. We're going on a trip to Norway. Um, I'm Brilliant. turning 30 next week. And oh. so she, uh, for my birthday, she's bought us a trip to Norway because I always wanted to go to Norway. So of course, we're going to Norway. So I need a new drone to go to Norway. So I have a Mavic Air. Um, DJI Mavic Air and I've kind of upgraded I wanted something with a bigger sensor that I can do a bit more work on post production wise um, so I've got a Mavic 2 Pro as the drone I'm after getting but like I say to people we have flying cameras yeah, it's yeah. outrageous I saw a and picture of one yesterday and it was looked like a DeLorean from Back to Future 2 and it had all the, the blades underneath it and I was like this is incredible it's unbelievable and like you know it is look you know a, a couple of hundred quid is it's still a lot of money but relatively speaking I mean the fact that like again and don't get me wrong there's lots of other uh, drone brands out there but the likes of DJI like you've got uh, the new Mavic Mini and it's like 400 quid and the footage out of it is it's insane incredible. yeah I know I see the value the two things that I see the value in having are a drone and an uh, not necessarily an InShot, three, InShot 360 the, yeah because that the reason I love that is because I always forget when I'm working I always forget to take video but it's like having your own videographer with you everywhere you go you don't have, it's like you were talking about earlier with the GoPro you don't have to think about it you yep. just put it down and you can edit this incredible footage out of it. it's so easy to edit yep. that it's 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 anywhere you can remove your thought process from what you're shooting and then be able to still get incredible footage and to focus to, on the story and then yeah and then to be able to come back and be able to edit that yeah without having to kind of set stuff up because I'd say your girlfriend's head's melted when you're like okay we got to stop here I got to shoot this oh <laughs> and like the, the, that's the one thing I will say is like you know when when brands are trying to sell you these things like a drone it's like oh just take it out of your pocket and it flies out of your hand it's like, it, no. no it doesn't <laughs> it's like what happens is is you take it out of your bag you unfold the legs then you take your phone out and you hook it up to the remote controller and then it won't hook up to the drone and you're going what the hell is going on you take the battery out and then you put it back in and then eventually it hooks up and then you have to take off and then you fly it for like you know 15-20 minutes until the battery goes and, then, yeah. and you know it's not this like incredibly seamless process you have to like and you know I always that's one thing particularly with drones um, that I say to people is like you have to put time aside to fly the drone yeah you're going out specifically to do it you're not just going to be like well I'm walking the dog and I'll just fly my drone the exactly and, like, no. and the other thing as well is like you do also with drones like you have to be conscious as well of where you are and where you're flying because like like obviously don't be an idiot and fly a drone like in a place that you really shouldn't be flying it but I, I, I even as well say with like flying the drone I actually don't like flying the drone when anyone else is around because like I kind of get why people might be a bit like yeah, you're a bit, like a I'm bit walking weird. over here and you're videotaping and you're just it's like a surveillance vibe to it so it's better off when there's no one around and they're and noisy and like they're, they're not as noisy as they used to be but exactly that's why like if I'm out and there's no one really around I'm like cool I'll fly mm. the drone but like if I was around and there was loads of people like I'm more than happy as well you can still take your phone out and take some class pictures yeah. or, or do something like you know you don't you don't have to be dependent on one piece of technology at any given time you know but sure you I've seen the the drone stuff you've flown out by pool bag isn't it the yeah. thing I mean that's out over the sea it looks great that's a very picturesque thing, especially when you're coming back towards the city and you've got the yeah. sun the background stuff like that it's a great location pool bag is one of the most underrated places yeah in it is it's people are always like let's go out to Dunleary Harbour and it's like what yeah pool bag is pool bag, class yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's nice during winter there's a guy there and he sells like coffees coffee. and things like that and you mm. can just do the walk and come back like yeah so we were not sponsored by pool bag for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah both just wearing pool bag t-shirts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pool bag but no like uh, that's definitely for me I I just think you know we are 
look, I'm a, I'm a total nerd when it comes to this thing. But like, I think we're incredibly lucky that like we have the technology now, like in our hands, like in our pockets, yeah. to go and make this stuff. So like, if you have an idea, you can just take, take the phone, phone out and make it, make it, and like edit it on the phone and share it from the phone and, and that's the thing sharing it before you would have made something and then you'd be like well there's such a process to get it to show it to people and now you can show it to people and if people don't like it or no you get any traction try again keep exactly trying, keep trying. and know? that's it and like don't always think of like as soon as someone and people do it in work all the time like oh yeah we we should make this like you know let's make this go viral it's like that is <laughs> you've already you've lost work that way it just <laughs> yeah. doesn't sometimes things take off sometimes they don't and like that's it's not a measure of success. Yeah. If something doesn't take off, like there's loads of like things that I don't even understand, like algorithms, like loads of people don't even see what you're putting up because the algorithm algorithm has it the odds stacked against you. But that's fine. If people don't see it, and it doesn't take off. It doesn't mean that it's a worthless thing yeah, or you shouldn't do it. And again, you're you're really only inevitably end up talking to a pool, of, a really small pool of people. Like yeah. you're you're close friends, you're surrounded people like that. And if those those people are giving you engagement, if someone says come back, if one person for me comes back and says I liked your thing, I'm like done, job Excellent. done. Because you know exactly. I had fun making it, I learned something, and somebody saw it. And they're the three things I'm trying to tick off. So yeah, and um, that's the thing. I think anytime I go and make something you know that's what I try and get out of it as well and that's why like I want to you know bring back the a new season of doing my own vlog purely because again like we were starting off with talking about like planning I'm like right I need now need to do it where like I actually have a solid plan in my head of like what's my start middle and end how am I going to shoot it and how can I be as efficient as possible about making this so that like it's, if I streamline that process it means then I'm more likely to make the stuff again exactly you have a format you can fit into and you're not just kind of like looking at the whole pieces all the pieces and trying to drag it together you know, exactly. I know exactly what I'm doing and I suppose that comes from kind of trial and error and figuring out exactly and anyone who's thinking of starting out there's nothing wrong with taking your camera out and starting to film loads of things and trying to piece it together because again you're learning something but then over time just start thinking think to yourself okay how do I make this in a more efficient process and how do I tell a better story yeah it's funny because you can either go you can either have no structure and learn structure or you can be someone who has too much structure and doesn't really get off the starting line so it's, it's trying to find out what works for you in the sense that you just want to go out and film a lot of stuff and then you'll learn that structure as you go and it's but a real fine balance because like I mean that's to me the beauty of online content is it doesn't have the structure that like television has of course television is very heavily structured it is what it is but like online content actually is so authentic because it only has a certain level of structure there's that flexibility for a story to go in a completely different direction and that's that's brilliant because people love that if you can surprise people that's, they love yeah. it and then there's so much out there that you really got to think outside the box and how to surprise people as well but then yeah. again you know there's a creativity that comes with having very little resources and mm. using what's around you and then it's about finding your voice and what suits you because a lot of times you'll look at somebody and go I really want to do what they do but in actual fact you're better off you're more likely to do it if you can find what's comfortable for you to do it what suits you rather than trying to emulate something else if you want to take elements of it and add it to your thing but it's finding your voice and then once you've had that it just becomes a joy to do and that's it everyone will like you know if you look at my first few videos again Casey Neistat fanboy but like the editing style is very Casey Neistat like but to me it's like exactly that was like the building block and then from there that's where you start to find like you know what like I can't really do that very well but I'm better when I'm you know doing this and then you start to kind of realise right okay that's you start playing to your strengths almost and exactly. then you're not emulating something because it's, again if you're holding it up to that the whole time as well you're like you'll never be good enough yep. in your own mind you'll never be good enough but if you can find something that works for you it'll take the joy out of it as well yeah. comparison is the thief of joy that's a great one that I heard before because as soon as you start comparing yourself brilliant. to someone else 
you take it's all gone, the joy yeah. out of it you know so like you know it's and it's so easy to compare ourselves to ourselves to other people I still do it all the time don't get me wrong we all do it but as soon as you kind of start you really try and pull yourself out and say no matter what it is in any form of life or whether it's to do it a piece of content that you've made you stop comparing yourself to what someone else has done who like you know probably has more resources more time you know they're, they're not comparing who's also probably comparing themselves to exactly. someone else anyway so everybody's doing it yeah. right? there's one person sitting around who started it all they're like I am brilliant exactly yeah <laughs> but uh, no that's a great note to leave it on so thanks so much for that and thanks for chatting to me no problem uh, this is a great chat thanks so much thanks thanks for having cool. me cool. well that was it guys I hope you enjoyed that uh, if you want to check out more of Carl's stuff you can check him on his YouTube channel um, and you can also find it on his Instagram TV uh, Go Outside and Play as we mentioned is an incredible show uh, it's on the RT Real Player at the moment uh, bite sized episodes of 5 minutes long incredibly well shot uh, with different kind of uh, locations from around Ireland that you may or may not have known existed but will definitely want to visit after you watch the show you can find Go Outside and Play on the RT Real Player um, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did uh, Thanks and I'll catch you next episode.